0: Now my good friend, master gardener, Harvey Hesson, a good old farmer too. Good morning, Harvey.
1: Good morning.
0: Is it okay if I call you a good old farmer because, well, you're older than me and...
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm an old farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Still at heart.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you and I am too, even though it's been years since I've been out of it. You haven't been probably away from it as many years as I have now, but maybe, I don't know. Oh, when. Did yeah, you,
1: I've been there quite a while already.
0: How, how long, when did you sort of retire sort of?
1: I had to retire because of my health um, back in the before 2000.
0: Oh, before, th- yeah. See, I kind of got out of farming. Well, I'd help back on the farm, but you know, once I was in college and I got out of college, so we're talking probably the 90s. So yeah. it's I, I was... about time
1: that I stopped. Oh,
0: okay. So we're,
1: but I've, I've lived on that place my whole life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and the thing is, once the farm's in you, you can't get it out, and then we become master gardeners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right.
1: Master gardeners, and then I got my uh, little land down there, uh, my park. and
0: That you have a little trail camera so you can see the, the animals and things going on down there?
1: I talked to my neighbor the other day, and he's got cameras all over down there, and uh, he had one picture with a coyote and two little ones on oh. the same picture. Just recently, uh, yep. Yeah. So we've got coyotes around here. And I didn't I think, know they
0: had babies in the winter.
1: Well, these aren't weren't babies anymore. Oh, a little bigger ones. But they okay. were. But there was a three of them all on the same uh, same picture. So we know we got. He is not seeing the same one all the time because there was three of them on the same picture, and and I I I, I don't see as many um, our deer. Small ones, and so I think they probably got some of the deer this spring. uh, Which is okay,
0: because sometimes they can get kind of hit thick, otherwise.
1: Yeah. So, but I just as soon not see (laughs) them.
0: Up in the garden, right? You know, and we speaking of seeing things, boy, the the seed catalogs are coming hot and heavy, and are the email as are the emails for all the the uh, deals from all the catalogs and companies, and I don't know about you, but. I've been. Uh, I got
1: fourteen or fifteen already.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and you know usually there's a couple companies that I like to order from because I've had good luck with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but do you have any preference? And some, I some I do because they have certain offerings that others don't. So
1: yeah, it depends on what they're offering and what I need. And if I uh, if I get uh, things that I always get, uh, I. The Seeds are always good. So I just watch what's the best deal. But this year I'm, I've am i got one that I'm going to order more from because of the price.
0: Right, and you and I are going in together with along with your daughter and your granddaughters. Yep. And if you do a certain number, then you get a cheaper price.
1: And I know we'll hit the, if, after you have 20 packets.
0: Oh, we'll get that easily.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, that order will probably come from the city's... <laughs> Just the 20 packets. From from just you? <laughs> Our granddaughter and great-granddaughter. Oh,
0: okay, gotcha, gotcha. So they'll they'll, they'll fill that up quickly. I, uh,
1: they were down uh, for Christmas, and I was telling about it, and she had it, and she was writing down things that she wanted and stuff, and and the, the, the catalog disappeared, and so I don't know. I think she probably took it back with her, but... Uh, that's fine. I can get it online, too.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, so I wanted to talk about different g- garden companies. How do you know one's a good one and, and not a good one? Well, of course, shop your local garden center. The, you're yes. always going to know you get the expertise from the local folks. And a lot of times, especially with plants, I've ordered plants through the mail. And even though they sh- they pack them and ship them the best they can, they just have trouble because sometimes they get exposed to too much heat or cold. And I've never had really great luck with beautiful plants in the mail.
1: I, I, I have ordered plants uh, years past, but I don't anymore. Um, I'll order seeds. Right, you seeds know, are yeah. That's easy, but plants it's it's very hard to get nice plants through the mail.
0: Right, and and I've ordered the bare root. and I've had good luck with the bare root ones, but that's mm-hmm. a little different. It's it's when it's so hard, even though they they pack them so great. But like you said, you don't know. I mean, have you ever seen? Uh, we had a UPS guy, and I saw him take a package, <laughs> toss it from his. I swear it was from the curb to the the doorstop. Like whoa! I hope nothing <laughs> bad's in that, or you know, bro- breakables in that.
1: Except uh, roses, I I get roses. I've had some good luck b- bear with bare root, and then that's usually are, are pretty good. They're more hardy, I think, and and you know they don't um, wilt that bad.
0: And I had good luck with with a, I bought bought a bunch of like hostas and still bees bare root. Yeah. And and those you know because they cut them in a bag with sort of moist sphagnum, and then you open up and you have to plant them, put them in water, and plant oh, them yeah. right away.
1: Don't leave them set. Uh,
0: oh, not even a day.
1: Yeah, get them out and do something with them. uh, Some of them, they uh, say just put them in a refrigerator, but uh, I've never been a fan of doing that either. I'll get get them out and put them in a pot. With some dirt? With some dirt, some uh, potting mix, and um, they'll keep, and you can always transplant them again.
0: See what I do before I know an order is going to come. I have got to round up the pots first of all, yeah. And then you got to put the dirt in the pots, and you got to be ready. So it, it's almost like you're you're rounding up a herd of cattle. You've got them all there <laughs> in the corral, ready to go.
1: Of course, <laughs> I out in my garage. I've got it all set up where oh I, sure. I got all, I got a bag of potting mix right underneath the table, and I got one of these little folding tables beside. And so I I've got a. It doesn't take me long to get it into a pot.
0: No, and, and you know, we were talking about speaking of starting seeds and things and soil. Uh, last year, we all had problems with a certain uh, soil that they must have had just a horrible batch because we all had problems with getting seeds to germinate, and that was supposed to be seed starting soil, but it was terrible.
1: Yeah, uh, and I went online, and our master gardeners, we have a... A place where you can get online and. It's like uh, a
0: listserv on, you know, yeah. Uh,
1: exchange ideas and stuff. And it came from all over the whole state of Minnesota where uh, people had the same problem I did, you know. And, and
0: me just, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, <clears throat> a guy had planted uh, probably 150 s- tomato seeds of three, di- uh, three different varieties combined. And I got maybe two dozen out of it.
0: Oh it was terrible. I had the same problem where yeah. planted lots and lots of seeds, and I think did they, they just there was something with the soil that I don't know you I, know I don't know exactly, and I didn't test it, but I have some bags from before. I think what I'll do is I'll generally just put those out you know outside somewhere and just mix it in with the rest yeah. and'll probably be fine, but not to start my seeds
1: no and and it was uh, kind of um, funny too, because I had some old. Seed from the year before, seed starting mix from the year before, mm-hmm. a different brand, right? And I I, I, I for our our plant sale, I always have uh, some other different varieties that people ask for and stuff sure. like that. requests. And so I, I had some room in a pot, so I thought, well, I'll start some of these others. And this was old seed,
0: or I, and soil too.
1: And, and soil.
0: Yeah, stuff you'd had just left over.
1: And every seed I planted came, except for one.
0: Right, so it may, so, and we all had that. so I'm not, I don't want to name the brand because I'm sure after all those problems they had last year, they probably, um, so my point I think is maybe we want to do a little test or something early on.
1: Yes, if, yeah, there's always been certain um, um, potting mixes that I use. Right. Um, I've always had a, a couple of different ones depending on the price, but I've always had good luck with some of them, and then I'll try another one once in a while, and it, it just depends how it is. But uh, yeah, you have to be a little careful, and, and yeah, it would if you're not going to grow very many, just take one little something, put something dirty in it, and try a seed in it, and, and see if it works. And
0: Yeah. And and I've got some left over too. And I I'll, I think if it's from the last batch we had last year, like I said, I'm I'm probably either going to test it or not use it. And you were talking about getting some seeds out. Now's the time to see what you've got because my eyes are always bigger than my <laughs> garden space.
1: Yeah, yeah. Most people's are.
0: Yeah, kind of like yeah. Food is like oh, I want that and that and that. Oh,
1: I I. In the fall, I put my seeds away in the storm, away, and so now I wait until after Christmas, and now I got room out in my garage again. And and, so, and he has
0: uh, a heated garage, by the way.
1: Yeah, and I'll get them out now and go through them and see what I've got and see how old they are. You know, a, a lot of t- t- um, seeds a year or two old, they're still good.
0: Well, and I've had some that, you know, are 10 years old, and usually they're they're not worth germinating if you get one you're lucky very lucky but that does make a difference
1: yeah yes and so um and and if, if they're not that expensive once you if you um don't have to buy the plants you know and depends on how many you want maybe the neighbors want some. I, I always get a kick out. I've got a great-granddaughter. She has her own little garden, and she goes through the catalog, and she picks out what she wants, and then she sends the list to Grandpa, and then he has to get the seeds. Grandpa's got to get the right ones, <laughs> start, right? Start them, too. That's great. Yeah.
0: See, I was just looking there. The, the Extension Service has kind of a, a guideline on how long seeds last, and I know I've got some that are way, way expired. For example, okay, bush and pole beans, it says two years. I, I know that I've got yeah. some of those that are over two years so sometimes what you can do is like you s- do a test and what what i do and i don't know how you do it but i usually take some paper towels and i actually mark them into grids and mm-hmm. i'll put several seeds in each of the little squares and then i'll keep them moist and on a warm spot maybe on top of the refrigerator yeah. and then keep them moist and watch them and see how many out of 10 i usually put 10 down so then i can see a percent so if two of the 10 sprout then i say well i've got a 20 percent yeah. and then then if they're no good i will throw that pack away
1: all well, right Usually a, a lot of these things that where you got so many seeds, you buy a pack and it's got way more oh. seeds than you can use and that. And um, so when I start seeds, I'll take a flat and there's I'll have, uh, see, what is it, 12 little six packs in each right. flat. And so... I'll fill the whole thing at one time and and, and try different, sometimes flowers, sometimes uh, vegetables and whatever. And so I don't use a lot. And then when I get ready to really start like my tomatoes, I always have a lot of tomatoes uh, for the plant sale and stuff. And so, uh, like I said, last year I planted 150, uh, three three varieties, they had 150 seeds. And I'll do that again this year.
0: And by the way, it is too early to start seeds, so just because we're talking uh, about it, we want to make sure people aren't saying, oh, i got to get my seeds. No, we're just talking about it just so you can look at what you've got. And I was looking here, it says beets last two years, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, and colorabi, kind of in that coal family, they last three to five years. Carrots, Mm -hmm. three years. Sweet corn, it says only one year. And you're a farmer, so you probably know that you just can't keep a bunch of seed corn laying around.
1: Yeah. um, I I generally have uh, sweet corn um, I'll ha- I'll keep it because there's a lot of seeds that I don't use, so I'll I'll even use it maybe two years afterwards, and it it generally is pretty good.
0: So yeah, because I was looking at some of the other ones, spinach, and I know I've got a whole bunch of leftover spinach seeds, <laughs> and uh, it says they last one season. Oops, no wonder they didn't come up <laughs> the last few years. I had, yeah, had some mold. And, and it says flower seeds. It says annuals are generally good for one to three years, perennials for two to four years. So.
1: Um, when we you're talking about starting seeds, um, there are some things that you have to start pretty early.
0: Oh, right. So, especially some flowers, <coughs> if you want them to get by, to bloom by the end of mm-hmm. fl- uh, summer. Yeah, because they take a long time to develop.
1: Uh, the other one I uh, that I usually uh, try and start early is uh, my herbs.
0: And you do onions too, don't you? Early. And
1: I do onions. Yeah, they get planted early too.
0: Do you plant those as early as January? Or, no, no, not that early. Okay. Usually,
1: usually end of February, uh, about the time I start the onions.
0: Are you starting any in January yet, at all? Any of your herbs or? Oh, uh,
1: I I can't think of anything right offhand that I would start in January. No, okay. But it it you know it. Um, um, I look at look at your packet and see how many days to germination. Uh, some of them germinate for a couple weeks and. Um,
0: and I know, I remember, I always thought I was a failure at parsley because sometimes your parsley seeds will take up to three weeks to germinate. Yeah. And so I always thought, well, nothing's here. I might as well dig it up and plant something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes you got to have some patience.
1: And I usually with my herbs, I'll plant them right away in pots. I don't plant them in the, the, the little things. Oh, you do plant them, okay. But I, I'll I'll put them directly in the pots, and then I have the pots in there, and, and, and then I set them outside in the summertime in the pots. I usually bury them. Um, in the ground? Yeah, I'll take a, like a, a five, six inch pot. Mm-hmm. And like a,
0: a terracotta clay pot? Well, or usually
1: plastic. Oh, you do plastic, okay. Yeah, And then I'll dig a hole and I'll plant them down in the ground so it's about an inch of the pot is above ground and I'll leave that for the summer and then in the uh, fall, um, I'll trim them back a little bit, dig them out. Wash the uh, pot off and everything. And I bring it in, and I got it in my heated garage. Okay. I've got, I think, four herbs out there right now that are from last year. And you just keep them? Yeah.
0: Yes. I, I just saw another site. It says tomato seeds can last up to eight years. Have you ever had any that last that long?
1: You know, I, the that one that I, I planted, the old seed, I think they were probably that about all So old, they might, okay. Because I had a lot of seed. It was... Um, I, <clears throat> I think they're calling it Italian ice. It's a white tomato. <clears throat> and there's always this one lady that wants some. And so I always Yes, yeah, she wants some. white tomatoes, right. And so I don't uh, plant uh, maybe six seeds each spring. Right. And there's so many seeds in there, but um, they, they came working.
0: up. Another one, this one really surprises me. Cucumbers and melon seeds, up to 10 years. And I think back on the farm, the one we were planting, because we plant, you know, several hills, because we put them in the hills, mm-hmm. um, and... I recall we have having some old seeds, and they they do last a long time. Oh, they do, yeah. But but that's if they're properly dried stored. and stored. Yes, yeah, because yeah, otherwise, you're if you're storing them not in a, you know in a, the right.
1: I've always had good luck storing seeds. Um, I got them. I leave them in the packets, and I put them in uh, boxes or something, and. Um, of course you know i've got the heated grudge and i've i got a table and i put them underneath that and it's cooler underneath there ah right but, but it's dry in there because it's electric heat cool and dry and, mm-hmm. yeah and so they 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 keep very well in there
0: i was just looking here's here's an article it says please don't try to buy a survival stash of seed for the zombie <laughs> apop- apocalypse <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there is that seed um, bank up and way up in the, like near the pole, North Pole or something, but that's a little different. That's a special <laughs> deal. Cause you know, just because it's on sale, look at I can get 50 packages of radish seeds for 10 cents a piece. Well, is that the really best use of your money? Mm, maybe not.
1: Maybe not. No. Yeah.
0: So, so I mean, there's there's some common sense in there too, and and it is it is true that, that they're best sown fresh, and they'll have a better chance of germinating. Yeah,
1: and most of them I have to go through a germination test in order to, um, to be sold to.
0: Right. And then, I, like I said, we do our own germination tests if we've been storing those seeds for a while to, yeah. to test them out a little bit. And I do get antsy though and want to do some things. And and so, but now's the time just to kind of dream and look at the catalogs and.
1: Well, uh, uh, some other things that I, uh, um, if I want to start some dahlias from seed.
0: You do. You do. I, I do
1: start those early.
0: Well, now do they s- develop the tubers? Oh yeah. Because I've never, ever thought, that's one I've never thought of because it takes a while to develop. Do they get a bloom the first year if you yes. start them? Oh, really?
1: Okay. I've, yeah, I had them uh, bloom the first year, and then when I dig them in the fall, there's tubers underneath them.
0: Okay, and then and you the save the tubers the and bring same, them in yep. and re-put them out next spring?
1: Yeah, I was trying to think of something else I start early, too. I um, hmm, just can't think of it right now. But, uh, yeah, there's there's some of the flowers that um take a long time to yeah uh, pansies is another one uh, you could start early yeah, the, they they usually start early
0: and they like it cool so a lot of times that's one of the first things you'll see garden uh, centers yeah. sell in the early spring is pansies because they don't mind it a little cool outside uh, yeah
1: they they can stand the cold outside and stuff too but uh, yeah um, moss roses is another one if i want to start some moss roses i'll start those early
0: oh well, otherwise their other known known name is Portulaca. Yeah, I have I had them right around my my um, raised garden beds, kind of on the the perimeter, and I I bought some little starter plants, and they were all so crowded. You know, they they hadn't thinned them properly, and those have produced so much seed. I have for three years now have have not had to plant another moss rose portulaca
1: seed because they're everywhere now. <laughs> they they come back year after year usually. But they're pretty. Oh um, yeah, and I I love the moss roses.
0: Yeah, I do too. So so that's in one in the right place. Right, uh, and, and and they're not going to get too invasive because the lawn is there, and they don't tend to fight with the grass that kind of thing.
1: Johnny jump ups is another one, that which
0: can, also known as violas. They look like little pansies. Yeah,
1: they um, come back every year. And stuff too so yeah it, it's nice to have those little ones around too
0: I was looking at um I, they I just went to a local place that had buy one uh, magazine get the other half off so of course I had to pick up some gardening <laughs> magazines and and I was looking they had this list of 22 of the new be- best plants for from 2019 and there are some lovely lovely things in there and so but I was just telling you some of them the key is you got to look at if they're good for your zone
1: yeah look for the zone that uh, and and a lot of the, the pictures really show them at their best too. right and and so if you see one that you really like first thing you should do look for the zone
0: right because because these 2019 new best plants um for example uh there's we are in zone four here in southern minnesota yes and so some of them, if they're a zone five or above, then it might be considered an annual. So you can grow it and it'll be done. Yeah. But if it's a, a zone four or three or two, then mm. they'll keep coming back. So a lot of these in here I'm looking at, I'm thinking, oh, it's oh, it's a zone seven to 11, for example. This is a beautiful elephant ear, which is more of a tropical plant, right? Yeah. So you say, okay, well, I can grow this, but it's only going to last me just for this year. Yeah. And here's a coneflower, and t- typically coneflowers you see a lot of them, and though we're on our zone. but this particular one, it's called Lemon Drop Coneflower, and it's just beautiful. Oh yeah, bright yellow. And but it, I looked at it and I said, oh, I'm going to plant that. And then it says hardy, cold hardy is U.S. zones five to nine. Well, sure I can plant it, but it's it's
1: not going to come, come back, back next like year. my other
0: coneflowers, which yeah. a lot of them are hardy. So you really got to pay attention to that. And you said, well, mine said zone five, and it's coming back. Well, that's possible because you mm-hmm. could have what's called a microclimate where it's protected more, or something, or just the way the year was, and. You know, it's
1: a the other thing I was going to mention uh, th- this morning too is uh, my daughter got a gift of a, a plant, uh, not not just a plant. It was a planter, and it had four different plants in it, and it's in a glass, real nice glass bowl. And does stuff. it have
0: um, drain holes in it or not? Have what drainage holes in it? Because a lot of no. those gift ones don't. Yeah, no. what you need, but anyway, okay.
1: But it um, was a poinsettia. Okay. And then there was a um, succulent. Okay. uh. And a little like an evergreen. And then there was another one that I had, I didn't know what it was until a neighbor told me what it was. But they all take a little bit different water. Oh, different needs, okay. So when you go and water, maybe you water good for one, but not the other. So uh, it's after Christmas now and, and it's, uh, had their use for the decoration. Right. I'm going to go in there and take, take them all out and plant them in separate pots now because the water uh, is requirement is going to be different for each one.
0: Yes, and that's, that's the difference if you go to, like, just buy a, a nice potted thing at, at a grocery store versus a, a nursery where they know and they'll say, well, we're putting these plants together in this container because they grow together well they have the same requirements light and water etc
1: so I'm going to get them apart because there's some nice plants in uh, in there and uh, I want to see if I can't save them all
0: well, speaking of things you got for Christmas, my sister-in-law's got me a lovely. It's it's an arborvitae, but it's um, been so it's it's got. They obviously pruned it severely, but it's an arborvitae and it's in the shape of a wreath. So they they had it so it's it's got you know the main stem and then they had two branches, branches. and then they um, they tied it at the top, made it so it was like a it's like in a ring. So it's it's a uh, looks like a wreath. So it's yeah. a really pretty and it smells really great. Well, I thought, oh good, I can plant this outside. Well, number one. It's an arborvitae for a zone five, which were a zone four. And the other thing, it's in this pot that's about oh, six inches around, and and you know how it gets, um, it gets sixty feet tall by twenty feet wide.
1: <laughs> you better either put it in the ground or get an awful big pot.
0: <laughs> well, or, or yeah, I was gonna say, and, and so I just I just chuckled and I thought, well, you know, because like you said, it's because of the zone five. So so a lot of those things you get for cypses truly are a one-time deal if they're just not right for your zone or, or if you get this little thing in a pot and you don't have room for an 80-foot tree or something, yeah. it's, yeah.
1: Oh, I w- one plant I do have, uh, it, it looks kind of funny out in my garage. It's in a great big pot, and my sister had gotten it for my daughter. Um, this must be three years ago. And um, she said it wasn't vining. Okay. Any, anyway, the first year, it started to vine, and she had it down there. And I then she sent it out there, so I kept it over winter, and she took it back to second year. And it was vining and stuff, too. And then, then she didn't want it back here again because the pot was big, it's hard. Sure. I just drag it outside in the yeah. summertime and then drag it back in. But the vines on that, I've got it, you know, a stands were uh, sh- shelves with lights underneath and for my plants and stuff. And this thing goes it vines up, and it got, underneath this next shelf up there Uh-oh. and there's metal there and it's wound itself around and it goes up one side of the thing and then now it's clear up to the top of the <laughs> stand <laughs> <laughs> and I just I chuckle at it every time it, it and and what will uh, happen is it's got all these vines when I get ready in in uh, spring to put it outside just chop I, it. Just, cut them down, I just right? cut them off and stick it out and keep it over uh, summer and outside and and now put it back in there again, let it wind itself around.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. You, you, <coughs> you if you, Things you just don't know, like how, how big a space are you going to need? Will it fit the space? Hey, this is a really important uh, note that I got uh, sent. It's being sent around from the extension service. It's um, invasive insects are hitching yes. a ride to Minnesota and Wisconsin on holiday decorations. Yeah. So this is really important to note uh, if you got anything. And like I said, I've got this arborvitae, which is, uh, you know, I, I've got to look at it closely. But it says agriculture officials in Minnesota and Wisconsin are working to stop the spread of an invasive evergreen tree-eating insect after it was, w- was discovered in holiday decorations sold at big box stores in both states. Yes. It's a critter called the elongate Hemlock Scale, or EHS, and inspectors in Wisconsin first found the insect on wreaths and evergreen boughs and an arrangements of boughs in hanging baskets, pots, and other items so that Menards, Home Depot, and other large retailers across the state. Inspectors did not find the bug on Christmas trees. So any other things, decorations with real pine boughs, these, et cetera?
1: These were put together, I think, in South Carolina, and then they were shipped to these big box stores.
0: North Carolina, actually. Or but North
1: Carolina. Yeah. Down there, that's where they were grown, and and. and assembled and then they send them out as wreaths and stuff. Which, so if you have one that you bought from um, Menards or Home Depot or something and uh, you have a wreath a or if f- anything they've
0: evergreen boughs, fresh boughs, right? Yeah.
1: And uh, take a good look at it and if you see something that's a little different scaly, on it, Scaly,
0: like they look like little kind of little scaly things. Yeah,
1: they, it doesn't look good and, and uh, either uh, burn it or bag it and throw it away? Or Do
0: not put it on your compost pile no. or set it out for the brush collection. Like you said, burn if you can, or if you can't do that, bag them and send them to the landfill. That, this is really important because this can start yeah. a whole new disaster in terms of killing off our, our um, evergreens. In our well, you stores. know, that
1: Every year, like in Mankito they have a place where you can take evergreen trees and then they right. take it. Don't put it in there because uh, what'll happen is they'll ground it up with uh, other gravel green trees and they'll be there for next now year. Now, it's
0: saying it's not on trees, but it's it's with the, the <coughs> boughs and the reason and things, but I mean, just-
1: But, but it's for, it's, it's a disease against trees, so right. be very careful. Yeah, of what and it says,
0: do. Wisconsin and Minnesota officials are concerned that if people compost evergreen decorations after the holidays or set them out for the brush collection or dump them in the woods, the bug could escape and infest neighborhoods, forests, and Christmas yeah. tree farms. It says it's fine to keep your ho- decorations up for the holiday season, but when it's time to dispose of them, uh, like it says, burn them if you can or bag them for the landfill. Yeah. And Minnesota officials are actually taking similar precautions to them. those in Wisconsin. Uh, they're saying that this little bug feeds on the underside of needles of more than 40 species of conifer trees. Hemlocks, spruce, and firs are among the most susceptible, and the bug doesn't kill it outright, but it saps nutrients and weakens trees, making them vulnerable to other pests and diseases. And it says this was introduced into the U.S. from Asia, and now has spread to 16 states, mostly along the East Coast, because, like I said, this one came from North yeah. Carolina, and but it's made it as far as Ohio, Michigan, and even Nevada. So, uh, if you want to look it up, again, it's, it's EHS... Or otherwise known as the elongate hemlock scale, and is, is, it is critical that we yes. we don't want to get more yeah, diseases. Yeah, be very
1: careful with it.
0: It's sort of like people them telling you don't haul firewood that could be contaminated right. with the emerald ash borer, but people yeah. still like ah, no big deal.
1: Yeah, but yeah. it's it's it'll spread like that too if it gets a chance.
0: Yeah, so, so it's really important. Careful. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, we are always fighting diseases, bugs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
1: You get rid of one, and there will be two more come.
0: (laughs) Yes. And, and, you know, and then, well, sometimes it it wipes out entire species. Yes. And then so, like the the Dutch elm disease. Yeah. And what do we do? We replanted all those with ash trees. And then what happened?
1: Uh, uh, Emerald ash borer. Yeah.
0: Uh, And finally, they're getting smart and trying to plant some diversity.
1: Diversity, too. Yeah. Put different ones out there instead of just all one.
0: Yeah. So so uh, this this big thing I did this year, I planted two uh, ginkgo trees. Yeah. and my husband says, Don't plant any more because that's not you're not gonna have enough diversity even you know, it's true. So yep, you have to yep. keep even though you may like a tree like I think this is the coolest tree in the world.
1: Uh, he might not be a master gardener, but you're teaching him, huh?
0: Oh he's he's pretty <laughs> smart. <laughs> he's pretty smart. But yeah. yeah. So anything else you're doing today uh, related to <coughs> gardening, you're gonna go back and look at those seeds, Harvey?
1: Well, I'm going to have to start watering again. I watered just before. Oh, your your garage. Yeah. Um, about about five gallons in two hours.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Uh, well, I water all the plants in the house and out there too, and it takes me about two hours and in, in five gallons of water.
0: Something to keep you busy in retirement, Harvey. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, and it's fun. I've got a, a couple roses now that are blooming. You do? Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. So. And and I have a uh, clivia. That's a tropical plant that's blooming yeah. in my basement still, and it's uh, delightful to see amongst this drear of the outside. Hey, another thing is it's really dry now, and you can tell it with the air. Take <coughs> a take like a oh, what do you call it? The, the things you put under pots, the saucers. Yeah. You can put about just stones and put a bunch of uh, water in gravel there.
1: Gravel in there and put water in there, and then put your pots on top of that.
0: Yeah. But not. Don't you want the roots soaking in there? But it'll give them a little humidity, <coughs> and that'll be in good the for air. them. Yeah. Yep. And and keep that up um, because it's still very dry. Yep. All right, Harvey. Well, we are out of time. It's always great to have you on the show. And uh, uh, a little icy out there, so drive safely.
1: I enjoy being here.
0: Oh, well, great. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Happy New Year, by the way. Same to you. All right. It is uh, one minute past 10, and you're listening to On Minnesota Morning at KMSU Radio, 89.7 FM in Mankato and KMSK, 91.3 FM in Austin. Online at KMSU.org, broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato. Big ideas and real-world thinking. 18 degrees right now. Feels like five, so it feels very, very cold out there. We're only going to get a few degrees higher for a high of 21 today.